and this opportunity, Lord, to be to encounter your word. Lord, allow your word to be a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Lord, direct us and lead us and guide us in the way that you'd have us to go. And Lord, let us not miss this destiny moment. Lord, as your word is literally rearranging our purpose, it's rearranging our way of thinking, and it's teaching us and instructing us in the path that we ought to take. And we ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated in the house of the Lord. Come on and give God some praise. Come on, put those hands together and give God some praise. Amen. We're going quickly to the word of the Lord, and I want you to join me in God's word. I'm excited about what God has to share for us on this, share with us on this morning. We're going to Mark chapter 5, and we'll be looking starting at verse 35. Again, that's Mark chapter 5, and we will start our reading at verse 35. For many of us, this may be a familiar set of scriptures, but I want to share what God has for us to glean from them on this moment, at this time, in your purpose, on this day, in your destiny. So he can speak life into you, into your purpose. And literally, that's what we're talking about, speaking life into your purpose so that you don't consider or assume that some things that have happened in your life or some promises that God has made in your life, that they're dead, that they're past, that they are forlorn, that they are abandoned. But God yet is breathing life into your purpose. And I want to talk to you for a few moments about God breathing life into your purpose. Mark 5.35 says, while he was still speaking, there came from the ruler's house some who said, your daughter is dead. Why trouble the teacher any further? But overhearing what they said, Jesus said to the ruler of the synagogue, do not fear, only believe. And he allowed no one to follow him except Peter and James and John, the brother of James. They came to the house of the ruler of the synagogue, and Jesus saw a commotion, people weeping and wailing loudly. And when he had entered, he said to them, why are you making a commotion and weeping? The child is not dead, but sleeping. And they laughed at him, but he put them all outside and took the child's father and mother and those who were with him and went in where the child was. Taking her by the hand, he said to her, Talitha Kumai, which means little girl, I say to you, arise. And immediately the girl got up and began walking, for she was 12 years of age, and they were immediately overcome with amazement. Lord, again, open our hearts, our minds, that we may receive what you're saying to us right now. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to talk to you about God breathing life into your purpose. Many of us have seen this story. It's really almost the subset of a more popular story because it is interrupted by the woman with the issue of blood. If you remember, you'll note that Yairos, or Jairus, as we often call him, went to Jesus and sought him to heal his daughter who was sick. But in the middle of Jesus going to the house of Jairus, there she was interrupted by the woman with the issue of blood who touched the hem of his garment and was made whole. And of course, Jesus turned around and said, who touched me? Because he felt the healing had gone out of his body. And then we encounter our particular text because immediately after that woman is healed, then Jairus gets some bad news. He says, they tell him, he said, while he was yet speaking, there came from the ruler's house, Jairus' house, and said, don't trouble the master anymore because your daughter is dead. The thing for which you had sought God for 
is dead. In other words, what he was suggesting, that whatever you're asking from God was beyond repair. There is nothing that could be done for what you requested. And I need to get there right for a moment and put a place marker there because some of you have asked things of God and the devil has convinced you that the thing that you asked for is beyond repair. It's at a place where it cannot come back. It's at a place where it's, the devil will tell you it's too late. It's too far along. You're, you're too old or, or the thing has expired. Your, your purpose is no longer necessary. And, and there's nothing, get this, there's nothing that God can do about your situation. It's too late to request that God intervene in your situation. And let me explain to you something. Now, I understand, and I, I'm, a, I'm a big proponent of making sure that we include God in all of our decision-making. We shouldn't make a decision and then wait later and ask for God to fix something that we already messed up. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm a big proponent of saying that we need to seek God before we make decisions. But I'm still letting you know that the same God that can fix it before you make the decision is the same God that can turn that situation around. I, I wish I had help here. He, he, well, that means he, he doesn't have to prevent you from getting sick. The same God that can prevent you from getting sick is the same God that can heal you once you've got it. I, I wish you were in here with me. The, the same God that can prevent you from getting in financial trouble is the same God that can deliver you once you find yourself in it. The, the same God that can lead your relationships in the right direction is the same God that can repair your broken heart and mend that relationship and put things back together. I'm saying that even when it seems like it's too late for us, dad used to say, he said, man's extremity is God's opportunity. That, that means when it seems like that we can't do anything else, that's when God likes to step in. The, he said, he's faithful who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you're able, but will with the temptation make. He will create a way of escape. That means whatever you're in, you can't get out of it by yourself. I wish you were in here with me this morning. You can't get out of it by yourself. There is not a path that you see out of that storm. There is not a path that you can create out of that situation. But when you lean and depend on God, David said, I'll look to the hill from which cometh my help because all of my help cometh from the Lord. That means God can create a path out of a situation that has no path. God can heal me from stuff that they say is incurable, that they don't have medication for, that they don't have treatment for, that they, uh, I wish you were here with me, they want to put you in hospice for because they're giving up and they don't know what else to do. But my God is yet able to deliver it. I'm speaking to somebody who's listening to me right now. You got a family member right now. I'm coming to tell you that God is not finished. When the doctor says no, Jesus can still say yes. That doesn't mean you have permission to stop praying. But when the doctor gives up, that's when you need to pray a little bit harder. You need to push back the plate and connect with God and believe that when nobody else can, when nobody else can see a way out, my God is able. And I, I wish I had five folks in here who believe that and said, my God is able. Oh, I want you to say it like you mean it. I say, my God is able. My God, he is. And I, I like is. Oh, this is what God's taking me that. I like is because God is able today. God is able, was able yesterday and God is able tomorrow. That means he is. Somebody say he is able. That means wherever you are in your circumstance, it's not too late for God to intervene. 
That's what the problem that Martha had. Martha said, Lord, if you had been here before Lazarus, we buried him, then, then he would not have died. But God, Jesus said, baby, do you know who you're talking to? And that's what God is saying to somebody right now. You think it's too late. You think the situation is over. You stop praying. You become discouraged. But God is saying, baby, do you know who you're talking to? Do you know who you're talking to? Because he said, she said, because then she tried to explain to Jesus. She said, I know in the last day that, uh, that, 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 that we will rise and we will go back to be with him. Jesus said, baby, let me explain to you. He said, I am the resurrection. And the life. He said that if you believe it, that means that the situation is never too late. It doesn't matter where Lazarus is. In fact, this, and this is what I like how, how Jesus operates. Jesus said, I'm through arguing with me. Just tell me where you laid it. We don't have to talk about it anymore. Just tell me where you laid Lazarus down. Take me to where the body is. And when he got there, he told the men he didn't, he didn't, have, to, he didn't have a lot of instructions. He just said, roll the stone away. Why, why, Jesus, why, wait, hold on. Then they start asking questions, and you know how we are. We, we're real smart. We think we're smart when we're talking to God. Like, well, hold on, Lord. Let me, let me explain something to you. Because if you roll the stone away, he, he, he's probably stinking. And if they roll the stone away, it's going to release the stench. Jesus is trying to do a miracle, and they're worried about Lazarus stinking. They're worried about the stench that's going to come from, from, from the sepulchre, the stench that's going to come from the grave. And I came to tell somebody right now why instead of you praying, you're worried about the wrong thing. Stop worrying about the wrong thing and keep on praying. Stop worrying about what somebody's going to say and keep on praying. Stop, stop worrying about how they're going to look at you crazy and keep on praying. Stop worrying about somebody who said it's not going to happen for you, for somebody who said it's too late to happen in your life. But I want you to keep on Praying. Somebody hashtag that in the comments. Just keep on praying. Say that with me. Say keep on praying. I told her to remove the stone away. And she said he's worried about him stinking. But Jesus didn't worry about that. But then you know what he did? He prayed to his father. <laughs> he said, God, I know I got back up in heaven. But Lord, just, to, just as a sign of contact, let me pray with you right quick. And he prayed to his heavenly father. And then he spoke. And he said, Lazarus, come forth. And, and I, like, I like the word because I believe it to be true that he, he had to be specific when he said Lazarus come forth because if he had just said come forth, there's some other folks around who would have got up. And I, I just happen to believe me having faith like I do that, that somebody in another part of the region whose name was Lazarus, they, I wish I were here with me, they got up too because that's the power of God saying Lazarus come that means I have conquered, Jesus said, I, 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 I have conquered death. I have conquered hell. I have conquered the grave. There is nothing, literally, there is nothing that is too hard for God. And I want you to say it just to remind yourself because faith cometh by hearing. I want you to say it for me. Say, there is nothing that is too hard for God. Or make it personal. Say, there is nothing that I'm going through right now. That is too hard for God. 
Oh, a praise goes right there. You ought to be praising him because I have acknowledged and I have accepted that whatever I'm going through right now, it's just a light affliction that is working something greater to the glory of God. And sometimes I'm going through something in my life right now that's not even for me. But it's so that God can get the glory out of my life. The disciples ask God, why is this man blind? Why is he lame? Did his mother sin? Did his daddy sin? He said, no, it's not any of that. He said that it's so that God can get the glory. And I came to tell somebody right now, baby, you didn't do anything wrong. It's not about what you did in your past. It's not about who you used to be. It's not about who you associate with. It's not about who your mama is. It's not about who your daddy is. But God's allowing you to go through because he's trying to retrieve the glory out of you. Trying to get the glory out of your life. That's why Paul said, when I'm weak, then I'm strong. Because God has put me in a situation that I can't handle by myself. And I'm okay when he does that. Because that lets me know that this situation is not about me. But it's about God getting the glory. I wish y'all in here with me. It's about God getting the glory out of my life. So if I'm going through a storm right now, don't be fearful if it's too deep. Don't cry because you don't see a way out. But God said, stay right there. He said, because I'm getting the glory out of your life. And when God gets his glory, crazy stuff happens. I wish y'all were in here with me. When God's trying to get the glory, he parts red seas. When God's trying to get the glory, locusts come out of nowhere. When God's trying to get the glory, you can splash blood on the door seal and it can protect your whole family. When God's trying to get the glory, he can push back the Jordan River. When God's trying to get the glory, lame men walk. When God's trying to get the glory, those who are dumb, they begin to talk. When God's trying to get the glory, blind men see. So if God can do that, he can get me out of debt. If God can do that, he can heal my body. If God can do that, he can save my children. If God can do that, he can heal my body. If God, hallelujah, I wish somebody in here with me say, if God can do that, he can do anything. God can do it. I'm not worried. I'm not afraid. I'm not upset because God is getting the glory out of my life. Somebody put those hands together and give God some praise in here. Come on and give God some praise in here. Come on and give God some praise. Come on and give God some praise. Come on and give Him some praise. Hallelujah. 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 Everyone say this. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. I got to tell you this before I let you go. But I came to tell somebody, your purpose is not over. But what purpose that you have on the inside, God said it's sleeping. It's not over. But I have purpose 
that I've buried deep down inside of you. And it's not day. It's not over. But it's sleeping. What do you have to do to wake it up? I'm glad you asked me. Because the first thing Jesus did in this story is he said, don't worry. He said, just believe. So the first thing you need to do to revive your purpose is to keep on believing. Say that with me. Say, keep on believing. So not only that, when he got in the house with the weepers, got in the house with the people who thought she was dead, he said to them, he said, she's not dead. She's only sleeping. What did I tell you about what God does? God doesn't say things and then make it happen. When God says it, it's already happened. I wish y'all were in here with me. He doesn't say things and create. He didn't say, let there be light and then create light. When he said, let there be light, there was light. So when Jesus said, she's not dead, I wish y'all were in here right now. When he says she's not dead, Oh, baby, she may have been dead. But when he said she's not dead, I wish you were in here with me. Oh, she, she was already alive. He said she's just sleeping. So then the next thing he spoke to her, but then the next thing he did is he woke her up. He woke her up. He didn't have to touch her. Didn't have to lay over her. Didn't have to rub oil on her. Didn't have to call a prayer service. He had already spoken that the girl is alive, but she's only sleeping. So then all Jesus had to do was speak to her. Wish y'all were in here with me. He had to speak to her. He said, little girl, get up. Little girl, I've already declared you're not dead. I've declared that you're sleeping. So he spoke to her and said, little girl, I, I need you to get up. And get this, I don't need you to get up so that I know you're alive. I need you to get up so that everybody else who doubted me, everybody else who said you were done, everybody else who put their lips on you, everybody else that worked against you, everybody else that said you're done, everybody else that said it's over, everybody else that said you're too old, everybody else who said you don't know enough, you don't have enough education, you're not from the right side of town, you don't have the right parents. You're not spiritual enough. You haven't been saved enough. He said for everybody else who laid their lips on you, I need you to get up to let them know that it's not over and I came to speak to somebody today that God is speaking to you right now. He said I need you to get up not because you're dead not because it's over you're not even getting up for me but I need you to get up for everybody else that doubted you. I need you to get up for everybody else that lied on you. I need you to get up for everybody else that said it's over because God said it's not over until I say it's over. He said in fact they saw you blessed before and they were glad to see you down but it came to speak to somebody and let them know I'm not through. 
blessing you if they hated you before for what I've already done tell them to stay tuned somebody pointed somebody and say stay tuned somebody hashtag in the remarks and say stay tuned if you were mad before I need you to put your cape on because you're going to be super mad at what God's about to do in my life I wish somebody would put those hands together and give God some praise in here if you believe it, put those hands together. Give God some praise. Hallelujah. 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 Because you've experienced a dormant period in your life, God's saying to somebody, your purpose is not over. It's not over. Your dream is not over. It's not over. It was just sleeping. Just sleeping. And let me explain to you how that works. <laughs> you know, the bear, certain time of year, the bear goes into what we call hibernation. And you know why it goes into hibernation? It's in hibernation because it's saving energy. The, the bear is saving energy. The energy is being stored up and it's being saved for the bear. Come on, help me now. It's saving energy. So what, what, what happens is it recognizes that my energy is not intended for this particular time of year. I need you to get that because I need you to understand that everything is not worth your energy. Everything is not, oh, everything is not worth your energy. And just because you can fight doesn't mean it's your fight. I can fight, but it is not your fight. Let me, make, let me explain something to you here. When God told Jehoshaphat through the captain, he said, the battle is not yours. It's the Lord's. He didn't say that because he couldn't empower them to win. He didn't say that. He didn't say, I'm going to fight for you because if you fought, you would lose. Because I think some of us think that is implied. God didn't say, I'm fighting because if you fought, you would lose. Because my God can do anything. He could have he told them to grab your swords and your shield and go down. And he could have given them the victory. But he said, this battle is not yours. He said, this battle is mine. He said, because what is he doing? He said, I'm going to get the glory out of this. I'm going to fight for you. I wish, I wish you were in here with me. I, I'm going to fight for you because I'm going to get the glory out of this. So while you have been dormant and while you haven't been fighting, God said, the reason you don't have to fight is because I'm fighting. 
I wish, I wish you would get that. You don't have to fight right now because I'm fighting for you. But in the story right here, what he's saying, but just so they don't get it twisted. So they don't, so that they know that I'm with you. So that they know you're not asleep. Saying, I need you to get out. I want you to get that. Yeah, I want you to get it. He's saying, I'll fight for you all you need me to, but at some point, I need you to rise up so that they know that I'm with you. Oh, wow. So, so God's saying, I'm with you and I'm, I'm fighting while you're sleeping. And that doesn't mean you're not powerful. And go back to my analogy. If you don't think it's powerful, go in there and wake that bear up. Go in that cave and wake that bear up and see if it's powerful or not. And I'm going to let you know, baby, you're not a bear by yourself. You're not a bear by yourself. I, I, I hope you walk around in the corner with me. You're not a bear by yourself. But when God is with me, when God is with me, you better leave me alone. You better let me be. You better not put your mouth on me. You better not talk about me. You better not dig a ditch for me. Because no weapon that's formed against me shall prosper. Not because of who I am, but because God is with me. Come on, put those hands together and give God praise for his word. Give him praise. For his word, let me pray with you. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you. Lord, we thank you for your word to come to encourage us, Lord, that you're breathing life, that you're breathing health into our purpose. Even when it seems dormant, even when it seems like it's over, even when it seems like it's too late, Lord, you are yet there fighting for us. You're fighting the battles that you do not desire us to fight, not because we're too weak, but Lord, because you're trying to get the glory out of our situation and for that Lord we say thank you and for that Lord we say thank you and for that Lord we say thank you come on put those hands together and give God some praise hallelujah 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 for those of you who have been watching us virtually we praise God for you we pray God's blessing over you and whatever you're going through right now don't be discouraged but know that God is getting the glory out of your situation God bless you. I hope and pray that each of you were touched and inspired by our service today. If you wish to partner with us, you can do so by Give a Fun. Download the app on Apple Store or Google Play and search for Bright Temple. If you wish to partner with us on Cash App, just look for Bright Temple in the two line. And in the four line, tell us the purpose of your gift. If you would rather mail your gift, you can mail us at Bright Temple, Post Office Box 453, Shelbyville, Tennessee, 37162. Thanks in advance for your generosity, and we pray God's blessings on you and your gift.